Hey friends, uh, it's John Jay here. I'm out with another One Block Talk. We're going to talk about the book of Leviticus. Leviticus is maybe one of the stranger books in uh, the entire Bible. And because it's part of Torah, or this first five books, it exists in a part of the Bible that everyone um, understands to be really, really important. And yet, because it's such a weird book, I just don't think a lot of people either want to take the time or can take the time to understand what's happening in that book. Uh, the books of Genesis and Exodus, the first two books, are full of stories, of narratives, of journeys, of development. And the, one of the ways that genre functions in the scriptures, particularly in the Hebrew scriptures, is storytelling and what we might would call like law giving or commandments. And time moves forward when you're in storytelling or narrative. And time kind of has this uh, timeless quality or it seems to be standing still whenever you're in what you might would call the law or commandment section. Leviticus is that kind of book. It is the book of laws. It is. It happens right after the book of Exodus. And for good reason. Uh, there is this new... Um, this new nation, this new uh, group of tribes known as the nation of Israel, and they're trying to figure out how to live a life of freedom after having been a people subjected to long generations of slavery. And you can't just invent a society whole cloth without taking some time and intention. And the book of Leviticus is the beginning of the work of nation building around um, sort of common standards and practices. And a lot of the focus of the book is around what we would, might, would call like purity codes. What is allowed and not allowed. Um, what is sacred and what is profane. And a lot of the verses in Leviticus are in the middle of some of our like deep cultural tensions <clears throat> around sexuality, for instance. You get a lot of purity codes around how to use your body, not just in sex, but also in eating, in washing, in uh, preparing the dead for burial. All of those things are concerns. Uh, you end up getting a lot of commandments and laws and instructions around how to manage wealth, about how to adjudicate disputes between your neighbor, about how to raise children, about how to how to be um, a couple in in marriage and in partnership and in covenant, all of these things are like incredibly um, <clears throat> it's like the minutia of life. And there was one professor I had who said uh, the only God I'm interested in following is the God who's interested in, uh, how did he say it? Uh, the life of pots and pans and genitals, which is one way of saying like the quotidian parts of life or the kind of like the, the real stuff. I think sometimes when we think about church and spirituality and scripture, we try to always move it into what we would call the spiritual realm, which is often code for untethered from material reality. And that does a lot of really dangerous things, uh, just kind of dualistic impulse that we live within, but we really are always trying to move beyond. Because the Bible talks about a unified uh, reality known as wholeness or shalom or peace or echad, which is oneness in the Hebrew scriptures. The book of Leviticus is deeply concerned with our material, physical, embodied existence. And some of these laws and codes, they may not make a lot of sense for us today, but even just an entire book at the beginning of our Bible dedicated to talking uh, with clarity and intention about the way we order our physical lives, that is in of itself really refreshing. And we should and will always struggle with how to interpret texts that were written for people a long, long time ago. Uh, we have all kinds of different ways of staying uh, 
for instance, like staying healthy and they didn't have those same options back then about how we prepare meats and how we prepare food and all of these things. Um, Leviticus exists in the middle of Torah and different ways you can privilege what you might find to be most important. Often we think whatever comes first is the most important thing. Or we might think what comes last is the most important thing. You know, the firstborn child has all the responsibility and maybe the youngest child has all of the affection and all of the like doting and love of the parents. Uh, But there's another way to understand primacy or importance and that is what occurs at the center. And you might understand uh, the arc of importance as like a bell curve and Leviticus would exist right at the height of that curve. And that's part of what gives it its like power and its force in Judaism. And I would say uh, it's been lost to us in a lot of ways, but should also give it some primacy and importance in, uh, in our tradition in Christianity. In the middle of the book of Leviticus is uh, around chapter 19. There are, okay, just go read chapter 19. It's got a lot of weird stuff in it. That's the book of Leviticus. However, it's got some key phrases in there that are so for its time and still now like mind-blowing and expansive one of them is uh, be holy as God is holy it's like a whole new idea that humanity can emulate and move toward uh, the kind of posture behavior life that God has like that's not the way that ancient religions understood the divine Uh, humans are supposed to serve the gods because we're nothing like the gods but in Judaism which we inherit this tradition, uh, there's this crazy verse that says to be holy like God is holy. That is at the center of the book that is at the center of Torah. So that's like super important. You get the same language around like loving your neighbor and also loving the outsider, the person who is not like your people. That happens in Leviticus. Um, This kind of deference paid for people outside your tribe, which is the beginning of understanding an expansive kind of belonging. Now, here's what's fascinating to me. In the middle of the book of Leviticus is this line about be holy as God is holy. When Jesus shows up and preaches the Sermon on the Mount, which is Jesus's like big commentary on Torah, Leviticus is one of the books that gets quoted. And at the center, like right in the middle of this sermon, uh, Jesus says to be perfect or tell us as your father in heaven is perfect. This is Jesus's way of offering commentary on that middle part of Leviticus. I only say that now to say, if you think that this old book is strange and outdated, uh, then you're not reading it in the same way that Jesus is reading it. And I think it's probably a good guide for us, especially people who would be uh, on the Jesus path to try to read scripture in the way Jesus read scripture. Uh, And so over and over again, you get Jesus commenting on and offering interpretations on Torah and also specifically on Leviticus. Uh, So let me say this, though. If you're going to read the book of Leviticus, read it with good company and read it with maybe some people you trust. Uh, All right. At some point, we'll preach about it here at First Baptist Pasadena. um, But that's the full block. Uh, Grace and peace, friends. We'll talk soon. Bye.